I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret Two, I'm joined by the gorgeous and ever so knowledgeable Ruby Ray. How are you, Rubes? I am fab. Thanks so much for having me. It's just gorgeous chatting. Oh, it's so lovely to have you. Like I said to you list before you got on, I was like, I'm scared of this episode. And whenever I'm scared of an episode, they always end up being like my best and my favourites. Um, How are you feeling now, though? Because we've already done some chats. Are you, are you like limbered up? Yeah, mate, I'm fucking done with sexual stretches. <laughs> I'm ready to dive straight into porn. Yes. So we'll do it. Fucking come on. Let's talk porn. I love talking about porn. Woohoo. Okay, so porn in my house was absolutely a dirty word. Um yep. and I carried that into adulthood. Um, and that like sort of cloud of shame that surrounds it. I think a lot of people will relate to, in particularly women, I yep. think. Um, and you have wrote an incredible article um for the Huffington Post where you kind of talk about how um teaching young people that porn is essentially a fantasy and not representative of real sex which I think is an important like thing to learn because I'm really worried about like a whole generation a whole sea of young lads and young women you know let's be mm-hmm. really open your mind Vicky god damn it um <laughs> but like who think what they see on these sites is like what they should expect at home um yeah. and I I know I've said this a couple of times and I'm showing my really repressed side but that scares me because yeah. the, the sex I have with Urkan's really lovely god he's gonna kill us for saying all this like he's he's <laughs> even more repressed than me um, but it's lovely and it's not like anything you see there. It's like really nice and loving and, and caring. It's, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I worry that young lasses are thinking that's what they have to do or how they have to be or the sounds they have to make, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's got, I mean, this is such a dense and complicated topic and I, I have so much to say on it. So first of all, there's some good porn stats. It's annoying because Pornhub is not my favourite website because a lot of the mainstream kind of tube sites like Pornhub are sites that kind of operate in large part from taking other people's content and then profiting from it from their site so like there's still it's done some changes in recent years but there's some kind of unethically stuff going on with it but annoyingly Pornhub is really good about the data that it releases so every year I'm like I don't really like Pornhub and then around this time every year it comes around and they release their big annual report and I'm like okay thank you actually this is really useful (laughs) but the last last year's one I was looking at the other day so it's around 30% of the use of people who um like go on Pornhub are women 
So that's and, and lots of the time people think about this as like a, it's all men. And I think it's really good to know that this is it's not a complete 50 50 split. But porn is something that like everyone can watch yeah. and can enjoy. Also important to say, I am not against porn. I actually really love I I believe in porn. I believe in the power of porn when it is. Now you can run for is... prime minister on that line. <laughs> I, I believe in the power of porn. I'd vote for you. But like I, I think it can be, it's got the potential to be a way of under exploring fantasies and exploring pleasure and being this really like hot thing to watch on your own with other people. I guess a lot of the porn that we see is regulated and is kind of behind the scenes there's lots of conversations around sexual health and consent but that's not necessarily what we what we as consumers end up watching so it's these fantasies that miss out really important parts of sex like consent which is essential Uh, and then there's also lots of kind of homemade porn where there's no way of us as viewers knowing how that was made and how kind of ethically that was made so you get into lots of sticky situations like that also i think porn it's not porn's fault that there is sexism and racism and body shaming within it. I think porn is a space that we see a lot of the world as a whole. So uh, like it's it's almost like this lens where we can view some of the really complicated, tricky things that happen in our world. And it heightens it because porn is a fantasy and it's about heightening sex to like the most performative, opulent kind of extent and so then there's loads of complicated stuff in there about the way that people are spoken about and spoken to I think especially the way that women there's a kind of power dynamic that is assumed rather than something that's established like something that's kind of woven into consensual sexual play and that worries me when young people and people in general don't have spaces where they can talk about this stuff and so instead go to porn to learn rather than porn being like a fun thing that you might want to do. And it also, like, if you are someone who watches porn, I'd really invite you to go and find porn that feels good for you as well. Because there's loads of amazing stuff out there and it doesn't have to be all, like, soft and rose petals. It can be, you know, I like sex, I want sex to stay kind of filthy if that's what you want it to be. But for it to be done in a way that feels good for you. I I don't want people, there's that classic thing, I think, of like, and I've done it before. I I won't ask if you've done it, but like watching porn and having a wank. And then as soon as you've had an orgasm being like, oh, I feel shame. Like, I don't like what I was watching. And why was that turning me on? Like, ideally, I'd like us to be able to consume porn and not feel a sense of shame about it. And that's not where most people are at right now. And that's not where the porn industry as a whole is at right now. Um, I could talk about this forever. So I'm really wary. Like, ask me the things that are useful, because otherwise I'll just keep talking. (laughs) No, but it's really interesting. And like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to the things you're saying, you know, I, for me, for me, I I think what I'm taking from what you're saying is that there's absolutely a place for porn in the world, you know, whatever you're into, whatever type it can be, fantasy, it can be escapism, it can be really healthy, but there also needs to be. I feel like some sort of like safety precautions or something for like younger yeah. people watching it, like almost disclaimers, you know. Yeah. Um, and I know that might take some of the fun out of it, you know. But th- what young people like, young people haven't got the developed brains that adults have, you know. And they need to sort of, I think they need to be aware that sex doesn't look like that for everybody. Yeah, and, I agree. You know, and bodies don't look like that as well. Like I don't know. I just think there needs to be a little 
and I'm not suggesting we deal with like teenage as with kid gloves or whatever, but there needs to be something. Yeah. Well, there needs, when I, when I used to go into schools and teach lessons about porn, I really hope that that was, that was the missing part of, mm. of actually being able to bring this. And, you know, I have a lot of knowledge about the porn industry. So talking about, you know, young people are always really fascinated about it because they think like, oh my God, yeah, being a porn star, best job ever. And I'm like, well, actually it's quite hard work. <laughs> if you think about the analogy that I used to use a lot is is thinking about the sex that you have in your day-to-day life and the sex that you see in porn is kind of like learning to drive a car and then driving, just going around, going to Tesco's, doing your shopping and like Fast and Furious. Like it's both driving, but it's very different driving. <laughs> and some people are F1 drivers. Like that's, you know, you can do that, but that's not the drive. Like I can't do that. I can barely parallel park. Yeah. And if you think about that with sex, that's a really good analogy and way of thinking about it. And if you I don't can't hear that, even drive... <laughs> God, this has never been a better analogy for me. I can't drive. (laughs) You've got your L plates on, insects. (laughs) Yes, I'm just a giant walking L plate. (laughs) But aren't we all? I think that's really like, because it's so if you I remember watching porn as a teenager and being like this is what I need to be like and it doesn't there's loads of other things that that porn mainstream porn that we tend to what see that misses out that we don't even realize there's all the consent stuff but also it's like laughter something going wrong and rather than it being seemingly like seamlessly edited out they're being like laughing and a bit of an awkward shuffle if like oh I've got cramp sorry I can't do that or like you know a weird noise happens because that that goes on and there's also a lot about physical touch I think quite a lot of porn and I can't speak of it as like you know it's such a huge vast industry but there's porn is very high sexuality and not as much sensuality yeah, there doesn't, like in the bits I've watched, mate, there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of emphasis on connection and romance mm. and like compatibility. It's just like an instant sexual thing and then all of a sudden wild shagging. Like yeah. that's never been how it is for me. Like I, you know, like there has to be so much intimacy. And like yeah. I really worry if I have little boys. Like I've obviously got to have these, com- I'm going to have these conversations, Ruby. Or I will ring up Auntie Ruby and she can help. Yep. Um, Give you a call. But you know, like I would just be so upset if they thought that's what they, ha- like they just had to walk into a room and be half decent looking and the bird's clothes was going to fall off. Like, yeah, oh, I would hate that. Yeah. And sex is something you you kind of have to learn on the job with other people with people and you've got to have enough vocational (laughs) it really is but you've got to have enough tools to begin with like that's the again when I used to go into schools but nowadays talking about it being like okay if you're not ready to have conversations about consent and about contraception and STI testing and about like your emotions I don't think you're ready to have sex with that person But and and after that, so they're essentials, and then after that, you're learning on the job because we're all different. It's really and there's a that can feel kind of daunting, but I I like to think of that as really exciting. Like you learn yeah. so much about yourself through sex with other people. You learn so much about other people as well, and it doesn't need all of that can happen in in more casual settings and in more like explicitly filthy settings as well. I have had some like truly wild hedonistic sex before that has care and connection woven into it. 
and that sounds really lovely actually it, honestly would recommend it's great but uh, but like that's I I think porn often creates a bit of a binary of going like either there's porn sex or there's like nice sex and I guess I'm interested in the bits oh, that feel between. that incorporate a bit of both of that yeah that's, no but that is a really ni- that is really nice and that is what I'm sort of suggesting that we want more of like yeah the bits, your bits you don't see and the important stuff and the yeah the caring stuff. there are some really good that's can I recommend good. a couple of a couple of sites there's yeah, a really sure. so make love not porn is a really great website that's that shows lots of it's kind of verified but homemade porn and so it's like real people fucking in ways that they want to fuck but they kind of suggest and everyone is really like very vetted it's it's safe yeah. to use and there are a couple of other great websites that kind of do similar stuff as well but they encourage people to leave the cameras on before and after so you're seeing the like little build up and then what happens after they're great there's like one couple who they're american and they love like going on hikes and then having sex in the middle of the woods and it's just really it's really cool and it's hot as well but it's like it's it's humanizing the experience a little bit and I'm all for a fantasy but I also think it's really nice seeing hot gorgeous people having sex and and like that be the fantasy as well um yeah totally I mean it's more realistic it's more genuine what you're saying and like being exposed to that I think is important because then you have Mm -hmm. a a broader idea of what sex can be rather than just a fantasy yeah yeah absolutely oh do you know what I never thought I'd enjoy a conversation about porn quite so much well, thank you. It's I'm doing a good job, aren't I? You certainly are. <laughs> this Brilliant. is one of, but, but porn is one of the ones that people, it, there's a reason why I love talking about it because people are so relu- reluctant to. And even if you don't watch porn, even if you've never seen it, like you have an expectation of porn and it has shaped your understanding of sex and yourself. And so I'm always ready to like get in there. Yeah, I'll get right in, girl. Get <laughs> up in it. Um, we're going to have a slight gear change now. Um, Let's there's go. No, there's no smooth and very professional way for me to segue from porn to periods so here we go here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We're talking about periods now. So you have a project called Let's Talk, period. Is that correct? Mm, that was a project I ran when I was working for Brooke. Amazing. So it was, yeah, which, so that was the last, when I when I worked for Brooke, I was going into schools and teaching sex ed, and then I ran a free condom scheme in London. And then after that, I, I 
ran a national period education project. So that's Let's Talk, which was that was an amazing project to be a part of. Yeah. God, mate, like you really are like you're blazing a bit of a trail here. You should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. Thanks so much. Um, I am really open and honest about my periods because obviously, as we've just discovered, um, I've got PMDD. So I've struggled for years Mm -hmm. with what I just thought was intense PMS. Um, But I've actually discovered, you know, it was something more serious more difficult to deal with however you want to put yeah. it um but I just had absolutely no clue what was going on in my body and was invalidated and dismissed by many medical professionals um and felt you know like embarrassed that I was wasting their time because I mm-hmm. didn't understand enough about what was going on in my body because I was clueless and I think that's the problem as women we don't understand enough about our bodies I also think there's a huge lack of duty of care within like NHS and medical professionals as well but that's a complete other issue for me to get on my soapbox about let's if I think if I had known enough about what a normal period felt like I would be able to say with my full fucking chest as a 30 year old no this isn't right you need to hear me out it was only through the kindness and support of people online women online who were going through PMDD and your friend Jackie who I had on the legend she is absolute legend. I don't know if I've given her enough credit for this, actually, um, that I, what, that I had the strength and confidence to go private and demand to be listened to, that I actually got the diagnosis I needed to be able to start to get better, you know? Yeah. So I just think I'm with you on this. We mm. need we need to understand more about our bodies from a young age because we could stop so much heartache and pain and loneliness and worse yeah. than that. Like, if I'd have been fucking feeling the way I was feeling, mate, at 30, when I was 17, when I was going through everything else I was going through, I don't know if I'd still be here today. Yeah. <laughs> Babe. But it's, this is, it's real life stuff. It's not, it's not just like, oh, periods can be difficult. Like, this is life-changing, debilitating stuff. And when people aren't heard and people don't know what's normal and they can't advocate for themselves... It's huge. Like I'm I want to give you a hug. I wish we were in the same place. No, sorry, mate. Yes, I wish so much. It's so much. Oh, honestly, mate, like the like the misinformation surrounding like periods, females' reproductive health and all the rest of Mm -hmm. it. Like it makes me really mad. And so it's and it's shame as well. It's like not even being able to have it as a conversation. Even, you know, it starts with really seemingly small stuff of like being at school and being too nervous, like hiding a tampon or a pad up your sleeve because heaven forbid anyone should see you with a period product. Yeah. Like why? Why? That is wild. This is something that happens to around 50% of the population. Why are we, why are we hiding this? Why is it, why is it unacceptable to call up your boss and say, I'm actually having really, really painful period pains. I can't work today. I need to call in sick. I've so many people when we were working on this project that was a it was in schools um, and there's lots of stuff around kind of period poverty used to be the like a phrase used of of people missing out on school because of period pain and like that's a you know in education or professionally like that that can really impact the way that other people view you the way that you're able to learn and develop yourself and and the pain and discomfort it just really like I've had I've had difficult stuff with my with my periods and my menstrual cycle before um 
And actually some of that was more to do with when I, I had a coil fitted for five years and I loved it. And then when I got a second one in, I had a really hard time with it and I was in pain. It wasn't, you know, compared to people like people with endometriosis or like or someone like you it's not it's nothing in comparison but I was in really quite extreme pain for three months and I had to fight yeah. as a sexual health expert I had to fight to, for someone to remove the coil yeah. and wow. there's there's a lot it, it, it's we're not taught to advocate for ourselves in this yeah. and then when we finally pluck up the courage to do it and I'm going to join you on the soapbox. The NHS is in absolute ruins. People who work in the NHS are fucking these. brilliant, yes. but do not have the resources to be able to to deal with this. And so it's, I've got mates. I, I always encourage if anyone, if you're struggling, listening to this and you're struggling with something to do with your menstrual cycle or contraception or anything kind of reproductive, please take someone with you to appointments who can advocate for you. Because I've got, and especially like I've someone I know, who has endometriosis um, is like a mixed race person and has brought their mum who's white because they're like, actually, that's the person who will like a doctor will listen to my mum more. Like, obviously, women have a really hard time of feeling heard within the medical yeah. profession and like within the NHS. But if you are if you are a woman and you are also like not a white person yeah. if you have a disability if you are fat because there's so much fat, fat phobia within health like all of these things can add up to make it even more difficult to feel to be heard and to get the health that the kind of help that you need it's it's bleak it's really really bleak and I it re I, I get it I, I think I completely respect it but I wish it makes me so angry that the nhs is at such a terrible place where people have no choice but to go private to be heard because that shouldn't that's not why the nhs was built and it's and i that's absolutely nothing on you like so many people i know have had to have had to make that choice but we should be able to be heard we shouldn't have to i think the average for endometriosis is eight years to get a diagnosis and do you know like my sister's got endometriosis babe and I'll cry again because she's my best friend. And seeing, yeah. us, seeing us struggle every month is like... It's horrendous. I go around, I stay at a house sometimes when I work up north, man, and, like, she's on the sofa, mm -hmm. like, with a blanket on the sofa and then two pairs of knickers on, three pads, and she still bleeds through to a blanket. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this happens to her every month for seven days. Yeah. Like, how... And, like, you know, only thing she's been offered is a hysterectomy. Yeah. You know that. Like, how on earth are, like, are, are women expected to function like that? And I just, without sympathy, without empathy, without any understanding mm. at all from not even just men. Like, honestly, some of the nastiest messages I've had since talking about my PMDD diagnosis and how it affects me, some of the nastiest messages I've had have been from women. Yeah. which like always hurts us more like I just it's, it's ridiculous isn't it and yeah. I like but it's it's not having empathy and it's just just because you don't experience periods like that yeah. it's we all need to have the empathy to understand yeah. other people's experiences and pain like I don't know what yours what like your PMDD feels like or looks yeah. like I have experience from other people in my life and what that looks like it's not something I experience but that doesn't mean I'm <laughs> I think you're making it up that doesn't mean yeah. I think it's not real and why why anyone does that is wild to me truly 
Well, that's it. Like, listening to you talk about having your second coil fitted me, I've never had a coil. I know that's not my journey. I'm too much of a fanny, and I will hold my hands up to say I could not have that done, right? But that doesn't mean it nearly didn't bring me to tears thinking about the pain you must have went through. Mm. There's some sort of, sometimes I feel like there's a sensitivity chip missing in some people, and I don't know how we need to rectify that. Like, is it, again, going back to better education early doors? Is it more people talking about it? Like, in your yeah. opinion, how do we combat that? And it's, I mean, it's more? it's both of them. It's more education and it's more talking about it. And I think people like you who have, you know, like me, I'm a little, little sex nerd and I can talk about all of this stuff forever, but there's a smaller audience of people who are actively wanting to listen to this conversation. The moments where people who've got such a high profile like you who are able to talk about this and bring the conversation to new people, like really, really please don't underestimate how powerful that is because you didn't need to share that. And the number of people, I'm sorry that you've received horrible comments about it, but the num- you will have the the positivity and the like the, inf- the, the way that's impacted people outweighs the negativity so much. Like I want more people to stand up and talk about, talk about their experiences and, and for it to be normal as well. Like I want more people to talk about when they, when they get an STI test you know, it's all levels of this. And then there's another really important part of this, which is a bit more boring, but it's around policy and research. Like there's still, there's no, there's not many treatments available for endometriosis because it's not very well researched yeah. because people haven't invested in women's health and reproductive health. Why would so they? There's, yeah. Why would they? Because we're just fucking expected to get on with it. Because we're just girl. getting That's on right. with it. Yeah. And same with contraception and, and like, and then policy around this as well. Like I, there's, I think I wish that there was more understanding in professional settings around periods and menopause and for that not to be seen as a kind of weakness and postpartum as well. Like all of this stuff that people's bodies go through. And, uh, you know, we're talking about it from kind of a female perspective, but I think men and people who don't menstruate as well, like that's that's a really valid there are so many valid conversations around health and the more we start talking about one, it, the more it opens doors to other things as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's just shocking that like shame and fear stop us from being able to have these conversations because they really change people's lives. And there is, also, I also don't want anyone listening to this to feel so overcome with like fear and hopelessness around this that then they don't try and get the help that they need and things you know that there's there's really complicated stuff with contraception and I think it's really good the conversations we've been having in recent years around hormonal contraception and the links to mental health stuff but that doesn't mean you should just give up on contraception like I that there are there are really amazing like options available and sometimes it takes a bit of trial and error because things don't work for everyone but it we've all got to keep finding the hope to, to try and to keep pushing and fighting because otherwise we'll just all wind up on a puddle on the floor like crying and feeling really hopeless and I don't want that but this stuff like we've got to have moments of that but this should spur us on because we all deserve better fucking couldn't have said it better myself mate I really couldn't <laughs> um you're such an incredible advocate for this and I feel so grateful that there is someone like you banging this drum i'm going to continue to bang my drum don't you yeah we're all we're all going to bang the drum but yeah yeah, thank you it's so it's really lovely it's been so nice chatting i really appreciate it oh mate honestly i feel like you're all getting ready to wind up but i want to a say how is it on your brand new show oh my god let's keep also sorry that wasn't that wasn't a one like bye vicky sorry i've got to go (laughs) 
<laughs> peace, peace out. I'm drained. Um, no, no, I, I feel no, like- no. But that was a p- pause on the big, the big heavy stuff. Big heavy stuff is, yeah, guys, come on, come back. You can just enjoy some fun now. Um, mate, how is it working with Rylan? I absolutely love him. Oh, some- the nicest. It's man, a dream. Yeah. He's so lovely, and he really like. It, you know what was really sweet was it was a completely new environment for me. That's the, This is the first time I've done telly before and I like it and I hope that I get to do more of it. I would really like to, but it like that was, that was scary. Like I had so much imposter syndrome and kind of weird nerves going into it. And Which he is was understandable. An, a, it's a, a, yeah. a, a big deal in a new space. I get the same. Yeah, but and then you do it and you're like, no, I can do this. And obviously yeah. it's not all on my shoulders. Like it's a whole amazing team of people and everyone wants this to be good. Like no one's going to watch me like, fail and not help me. But Rylan was amazing with that. And just I learned so much from him and he was really sweet and supportive. And at the same time as that, he was nervous because we were talking about sex. Yeah. Whereas and- I was like, oh, mate, this is my bread and butter. Come along. I, I know how to do this. It's going to be fine. And that was really sweet. Complimented each other in that way and held each other's <laughs> hands for the bits yeah. that maybe brought you some nerves and and never else. Rylan is, I've always found to be, he gave me some of the best and most honest advice I ever had when coming into this industry. And I'll never forget it. Yeah. Um, he was so kind. He just, when I was out the jungle and everybody wanted us for everything and I was excited and fresh and all the rest. he said to me like be really careful what you say yes to he says and what you say no to because he says it's very important and I've always held that advice very dear mm. um and I just adore working with him constantly he's such a, a kind supportive light in an industry that sometimes is quite cutthroat so no yeah. I'm not surprised you're loving it mate I am very interested in the subject matter because it sounds like my fucking idea of hell <laughs> I can't lie me so you get it says like single Brits give honest feedback about their sexual practices is that right yeah and then they and this is important they invite their own exes so there's no jeremy kyle like surprising you but they invite their some of their exes onto the show who have also filled out the same survey about them and so it's comparing the the ratings i already know (laughs) everyone would just come on and be like shushite just fucking so lazy because I am like, well, so you could never you could never make a celebrity version of this because I don't think anyone would want to go you know on it. I feel like I absolutely would because everybody would just know okay great would, well I maybe, maybe we should do it then <laughs> I think I think I'd do it yeah, I've had I've recently yours is probably going to be great well I don't know I've recently I, I didn't speak to an ex for five years um, and we've recently reconnected because I wanted to chat to him about the book that I'm writing. And that was, and like, I cut it off because I was like, I was so burnt by this. I was furious for years. I was like, you are, we are like, this is a black hole. Ex. I'm like, yeah. you do not exist anymore. Go in the, and vo- then actually, go in the sexual vortex and stay <laughs> But I've kind of brought him back out again and gone, oh shit, you're a person, aren't you? And we both made mistakes. I think you made more than me, but like, all right. And actually be, seeing each other as humans again was really interesting. And I I think it's a, you know, it's a very, when you first look at it as a premise, it is very gimmicky. And I get it because, because we still need like quite cheeky, saucy ways to enter these conversations in mainstream yeah. spaces. But it's done with so much kindness. And actually the conversations it allows us to have are really amazing. Yeah. And it's, you know, I love I love giving education, but then also being really silly. Like I walk out in a fucking vulva, giant vulva seen, costume, which is the, the proudest thing I've done. 
<laughs> loved it. You make a beautiful vulva. I was like, Thank this girl. You. I I'm, think so. Yeah, girl's a bit of me. Um, <laughs> it's really important though, and like I've been guilty of demonizing my exes in the past, and like I'm not. I'm making a sweeping generalization, you know, as I've got older, I've realized I've had good ones and bad ones. And also I've had just people who were just completely normal and we both were probably in the wrong place to be in a relationship. But I seen this quote the other day and it was um, like, be kind because it's everybody else's first time doing this as well. And like, so it honestly hit me like a ton of bricks because we're so keen to go like, he did this and he did that and blah, blah, blah. Or she Mm -hmm. did this and she did that. And actually like, they're just learning, these people are just learning as well. Yeah. And even like no matter who you're talking about, whether you're speaking about an ex or your mom or whatever, it's everybody's mm-hmm. first time on this planet. And we're all just hopefully, I think, learning and trying to do our best. So yeah. this is, I think, a lovely opportunity for people to talk about potentially, you know, mistakes or things that happened or whatever in a very safe space and grow and be better. So, yeah. you know, even without the sexual element, which I do think is important, even more so now after having spoken to you. I think this is a nice show and I I wish you the very best of luck with it, mate. Oh, babe, thank you so much. I loved making it and I think it's, we'll see, we'll see what happens next, but it's been, it's already created some really interesting conversations and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm just ready for there to be more, more interesting conversations about sex and relationships and bodies on telly because we need it. People want, people want to watch this stuff. But we're, we're all hungry to learn. We're just a bit too embarrassed to like ask the right questions a lot of the time. Yeah. No, but let's break down that stigma. Let's give this more sunlight and let's have more sexy conversation. Wow, that felt wrong coming out my mouth. But yeah, I'm fired up, man. But don't worry, I'll I'll lead on it. You can you can cheerlead. Hop in whenever you want to. Yeah. But I, don't I'll worry. Dr- I'll dress as a vulva. Or we could both be a pair of boobs. That'd be nice. Oh, that would be cute. Yeah. I do love a good Okay, boob. okay. I'll I'll push for that. Wicked. Um, me. I just want to ask before you go. Like, first of all, thank you. This episode has been educational for me, but also really fun and nice. And I'm sure lots of people have got loads of lovely things from it. So, thank you for just being your fabulous self. Um, before we let our gorgeous guests go, I think you put us in the secret too. We always ask them to leave a little couple pearls of wisdom for our lovely listeners. And I would like to know what your secret is to more pleasure, less shame. Oh. So more pleasure, less shame. I think the key to that is kindness and curiosity. Oh, what a lovely combo. Yeah, it's going at your own pace. Don't feel pressure to do things at anyone else's pace or do what kind of society is telling you you need to do. But be curious. You know, sometimes we need to give ourselves those little nudges to try something new, even if it feels scary. But do that with a lot of kindness and kindness for the other people around you and kindness for yourself. Love that, mate honestly thank you so much like I feel very empowered um and I feel like I've learned a lot from today so thanks Aww. you're the best it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me you're so welcome Yay.